Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chen. And I'll have a knockdown. What do you guys want to drink? <laughs> and yes, we are in, we, we are suffering, this week we are suffering from Minicon Madness. Oh, which man. was also apparently was, the drink. That was me circa 2002. Yeah. That was me in like 2005. But yeah, Minicon Madness was apparently the title of the drinks menu for the debut of uh, the one Transformers game on the PS2. Yes. So there were a bunch really? of drinks named after the Minicons they had in that game. Aww. That's pretty cool. I would drink it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't drink any of that stuff except for gin and tonic, which is a knockdown. Which is kind of weird. It's, it's just the basic drinks that, uh, unless somebody has pictures of the drinks and there was something fancier, the menu is just, oh, here's a basic drink. We gave it a different name. I mean, as far as uh, Minicon uh, British second wave ska bands, I think I prefer uh, Minicon Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Minicon uh, The Specials. <laughs> Many cons, Midnight Runners. <laughs> I don't know the name of any ska bands. Well, I was just British ones, but surely you, surely you know the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, or oh, there's ska. Uh, yeah. Save Ferris. Many Many Boss Tones. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good title. Ska is, is a musical genre that kind of skipped me by somehow. Well, I mean, it makes sense because you know if you, you're playing with your mini cons when you're done, you got to pick them up, pick them up, pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was extremely cool in the 90s, so of course I was very aware of ska. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up just reminds me of a cat I miss who loved knocking minicons. Specifically, oh, one of the little helicopter ones down. Just loved batting that off a shelf. So much so I got a spare in case she ever broke that one. Oh, it's like, it's like the Mandalorian getting a a little uh, extra knob thing for uh, oh, yeah. the child. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is the fifth and a penultimate episode of our little mini series here. Uh, this first <laughs> aired November nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Uh, written by Adam Beechin, who is generally the pilot, the premiere and finale guy. Does all mm-hmm. the special meta episodes. He's going to do the next episode, and then the first two episodes of the next season. Hmm. Well, of course, because they're the first episodes of the season. Exactly. And so we uh, we open, as we closed last time, Bumblebee is the captive of Starscream and his ragtag crew of uh, mercenaries who are like if you were doing like an arc of Transformers comics, you had to introduce some guys, but you didn't have toys for them. These are the guys you would introduce. <laughs> yeah. And Insecticon. Does the Insecticon get any lines? No, he does not. He doesn't even make like scary horse noises like uh, the other uh, Insecticons. He yeah. should at least make scary horse noises. He does look cool though, because he's an Insecticon who's Insecticon colored. But besides the basic black and purple and yellow, they also had a teal, which is a really great color scheme I wish was on the door. Yeah, that is razor horn. He looks really good. I'm I'm just wondering if he's, like, verbal. Well, I, 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 we didn't hear a lot of Insecticons talking. There, there was only, I think there was only, like, one. There was one talk. guy. I think that was Hard well, yeah, Shell. I think he was David Kay. That's why, I'm, hmm. that's why I'm wondering, because it would be significant if... He was verbal. Like, it's a legitimate question. Yes. As he is an Insecticon, whether he is actually, like, a being capable of communication or sentience. (laughs) Well, maybe he is, but he's just mute. Or whether he's like Bob the Insecticon. Yeah. And, of course, we've also got Shadelock, who is the blue guy who's a Decepticon. And we've got Roughage. Sorry, Rough Edge. No roughage, you said it right the first time. Uh, the guy who is inexplicably an Autobot. Mm, yeah. Metamucil. Which, so I didn't even notice he was an Autobot insignia anywhere on him in the first episode. This episode I did notice. Yes. Like in one shot. It's interesting that it never comes up in dialogue. 
No. Um, well, I mean, part, partly he doesn't have any lions. I he has a couple minor things, mostly like ow, oof, oh shit. Yeah, basically. I don't think he has, yeah, <laughs> maybe not in this episode, but in like one of the episodes. But yeah, it's really if it, this this season, despite being a mini mini con episode, which is funny, kind of feels like it it could have and should have been like at least ten episodes or thirteen. Like with the potential, like the Autobot mercenary. There's a story. There's an entire episode right there. Yes. Insecticon I mean, that does not pull off. They could have definitely padded it out with some, you know, like you said, character stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I thought mini it was con a, specific episodes. Half the mini cons don't really get to do anything. Yeah, we don't I really. I thought get... it was a good, tight little season, but yeah, but yeah, it could. Yeah, have been it's longer. good. It just uh, yeah, I want more. Yeah, I would like a little more from like. Bash Breaker and Lancelon and the like. The guys yeah. who don't get lines. Anyway, Aww. we're not actually done with the season yet. It's no, we're not. Bit, so, uh. It's almost here. See, I start to resolve, hey, you know, this is my lucky day. I, I, I really just came here for these minicons, but I also get Bumblebee and the Dark Star Saber. And we, we get a really good look at him here and we can really see his, uh, Robert Smith eye makeup. <laughs> touch. I mean, if they're gonna put him back in his G1 style body, it's nice that they carry that face over from Prime. Especially as we know they have access to the Prime, like, CG assets. Yes. In fact, well, they mentioned that he's, uh... Oh, yeah. He's gone back to an old body style. Yeah, Yeah. that's like the only time... That it feels like uh, the the games, the video games that were supposed to be in the same continuity, were actually in the same continuity. I mean, there's some vague allusions to Bumblebee losing his voice that happened there in some respect. So, do you think it's weird for Starscream here? Do you think he like keeps forgetting that Bumblebee can talk now? Oh my goodness! Somebody's setting off fireworks outside, and there was just a tiny kitten stampede. I really wish they wouldn't do that. Please, people in residential areas, be mindful with your fireworks. Well, he does pontificate quite a bit, so maybe he does forget. I mean, I guess it depends how much he knew Bumblebee before he lost his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. It might have been stranger for him that Bumblebee couldn't talk, and yes. so this may be Great. pretty now, now I'm trying to remember the video games, and did they ever fight in a level? I can't remember. Also, speaking of uh, reusing CG assets, the interior of this place really looks a lot like the Nemesis. Yes, and also the exterior of it. It, definitely ha- it is not the Nemesis, but it definitely has some similar design cues. Well, yes. yeah, in the sense like like the Nemesis was like a battleship, and this is more like a frigate. Yes, it's downscale. Mm-hmm. It's got big Nemesis vibes. Yeah, we stand an evil battleship. The front end kind of looks like a giant wicked smile. Yeah, it's just teeth. I mean, it's possible that he the he thinks it's weird that Bumblebee can talk and. Bumblebee thinks it's weird that Starscream isn't like a weird hunched over Mr. Burns guy anymore. <laughs> yes, that that he has colors, but it is uh, interesting that they have a whole little conversation about like how Starscream looks different now because I feel like those sorts of conversations don't always happen. Yes, it's not always acknowledged, but, and, and certainly Bloom is still making a meal of this role. Oh yeah, he's true. Yes. He's- Chewing some scenery, he's having fun, and now, now you keep bringing up Mr. Burns. Now I want a series <laughs> where Starscream is in control, and he has a Mr. Smithers. Mm. Like any of the times he's in control, like his minions are just around or bickering yeah, or whatever. It's, the it's fuck usually, they're yeah, they're he, not like a sucker. You know, he's in, he doesn't have a sound wave. He, yeah, he's in charge, but everybody else is constantly doing the Wayne's World. Get a load of this guy, Cam. Yeah. Yes. He needs someone who just, oh man, I want that so bad now. I guess the closest is IDW with Rat Trap. Yeah, I guess who's more sycophantic than Starscream? Mm. <laughs> it would have to be like a real loser. Yes. Well, yeah, but like a loyal yes man of some kind. Mr. Smithers, a sound wave, uh, 
Uh, maybe, maybe that weird... Cr- Cobra Commander doesn't have one of those guys. Maybe that weird crawling... Yeah, it seems... I don't think... Does Cobra Commander have any troops who aren't trying to betray him at all times? <laughs> like... Mindbender, maybe? I mean, he's definitely talking about how much he sucks in J.I. Joe the movie. Oh, yeah. He like, like He talks about he some... sucks, but he's still working for him. Or whoever's in he charge. He had some Well, no, I guess he does build Serpentor and things go weird. So, some point. And in... also, I think he betrays I him think... in uh, the comics, too. That's why he has to get, like, resurrected in, like, weird, naked fashion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've seen pictures. I, I... I haven't read any Joe comics. I just read the Joe comics around when the G2 stuff started happening. But I do well, remember I... Dr. Mindbender having to be resurrected. Yes. Uh, I think he's naked except for the monocle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think there's... I, I think it's drawn by... I mean, not that by, he's wearing that much more in the way it clothes normally. I think it's drawn by Andrew Wildman yes. and there's some, like, conveniently placed vapors oh, yeah, or I mean, something. You, I mean, we're not seeing... Even in the 90s, we weren't seeing Dr. Mindbender's junk. But no, I'm, I'm trying to think... No. I'm trying, like, I don't think Cobra Commander has, like, a sound wave type guy. It's like Dester's always trying to betray him. Yeah, Not was really. The scream. There was there was some like boring guy. I I watched Arise Serpentor Arise like a couple months ago when I was bored at work, and there was some guy, and now I can't even remember his name, and he was like boring. Is it like Scrap but Iron? He was maybe. Loyal. Yes, that oh, was it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Who remembers Scrap Iron? I mean, he you know he's kind of got like yeah, a cool look no one. and all, but you know, yeah, I mean. You know, Destro is always trying to betray you. Uh, the Baroness is always boning Destro and also trying to betray you. Uh, I yes. feel like the Crimson <laughs> Twins are trying to betray him at various times. I mean, yeah. as much as they can manage I mean, doing much of anything. I mean, he's trying to betray Serpentor. Starscream's all yeah, the way exactly. down. They, they, they built like an all-Starscream fighting force. Oops, all star screams. Anyway, it, it's apparently very clear. It's very clear that at some point we need to do an episode well, of G.I. Joe. We've done like two episodes of G.I. Joe. Another one. We did one. We could definitely do multiple episodes. We did a Christmas episode. We okay, did the yeah. Christmas one like ages oh, yes. ago. I mean, we could definitely do that one where uh, Shipwreck has a weird family who melts. Yes. Oh, the classic. Wasn't that a two-parter? That was a two-parter. Or the one where he yes. falls in love with like a gill woman. What? That is connected, in fact. Ah, There's continuity there. Wow. I think those might because have Because when Steve- he wakes up in in the Id- idyllic little town that he's allegedly retired to, he's married to the Gill Woman. Ah, is she still a Gill Woman? No, they fixed her. Except okay. she's not really because right. she's, she's actually like a- just a synthoid. Right. What? I mean... But they say they fixed it. I mean, there's the one where Destro has Cthulhu in his basement. Oh, yes. I love that one. Yes. I mean, at some point, it's... And it turns out he's, like, Lady J's, like, cousin or something. Yeah. I think he also spends much of that episode in, like, a negligee. Yes, which gets progressively yeah. more torn. <laughs> there's a reason I remember that episode. I assumed it was the Lovecraftian themes. That's half of it. G.I. Joe is so and great. And isn't that also the one where there's the gag It's so great. Where like Destro reads like some evil incantation, and turns out it's, uh, you know, it's it's the actor's voice run backwards, but he's actually saying that anybody who listens to this backwards is a real loser and has too much time <laughs> on their hands. <laughs> because you know, there was a whole backmasking controversy thing in the eighties. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, I don't remember that, but that sounds great. So this episode, which does not have GI Joe in it. Um, Bumblebee tries to make a break for it. He kind of drives through the ship's corridors, but instead gets outnumbered and beaten up by Starscream's goons. Hmm. So meanwhile, uh, at the scrapyard, Optimus Prime is back, and he's he's been informed of what's going on, which is, and of course he's dismayed because Starscream is harder to eliminate than Servo Rust. Hmm. <laughs> That's just mean. I mean, he's probably he's he's also as annoying as Servo Rust. 
But hey, the good news is that, you know, even though Fixit and the other Medicons have been abducted, Denny and Russell apparently passed that training course they mentioned a couple episodes ago, so now they can operate this equipment. Kind of. So it is now time for some exposition. Hey, does anyone remember Transformers Prime? Because this episode does. Vaguely enough. Wait, do I? It remembers it just enough to tell a really good joke. Yes. Joke. So when we last saw Starscream, he was at the mercy of those two new Predacons who were introduced in Predacons Rising. Transformer, Transformers Prime, Predacons Rising. And oh, yes, quick, can you name those two Predacons? Skylinks was one of them, because uh-huh. I think I have the toy. And That's I have the other one, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Dark Steel. I was going to say no. Oh, no, Steel. I cannot. Skylinks. Dark Steel's a good name, but it's also really generic. Well, it's the second use it of it because it was generic. also the name of a snake-themed movie sideswipe redeco. Oh, oh yes, I love that sucker. He's got a great color scheme. He's kind of like he's kind of he's Quick Strike. Right, he's meant to look like Quick Strike because I guess one of the members of the Transformers team, who I think is maybe on the Joe team now, really loves snakes. Yeah, it's, it's like Larry or Lanny <laughs> I mean, or Joe team Danny is or something. Lenny. Lenny. That's it. I mean, that's a good place to be if you like snake decos. Oh, sure. Oh, so he's just biting it's it. kind of like... Champing at the bit for Serpentor now. Let me do Serpentor. Uh, allegedly, they're going yes. to. Yeah, so, well, allegedly, they're going to do a lot of them. I mean, it makes... I mean, you know, I, and the thing with that Joe line is you can kind of just predict, well, who haven't they done yet from, like, uh, from like 1986 and below? They're going to do that guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, surprise, surprise, there's a mind bender coming. Oh, wait, oh, surprise, is somebody going to do, I don't know, uh, Zap? <laughs> I'm surprised that it took this long to do Shipwreck, but he's apparently been announced now. I guess maybe he's no. bigger with the cartoon fans than the comics fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's super big with the cartoon fans. Well, it's because everybody loves Jack yes. Nicholson. Yeah. Because he was just weirdly important. I don't know what the writers, why the writers were so fixated on him. Maybe they just. But the writers really loved him. Maybe some of the writers were pro Navy and anti Army? <laughs> Maybe. Or, or anti Coast Guard. I don't think Cutter ever got a full episode. Mm-hmm. He's, their, he's their only Coast Guard guy. I don't know if they've. Well, I mean, I guess he's more lifeline. I guess they. Theor- I guess they kind of already had a bunch of space force guys before there was a space force. Yeah. <laughs> they had that whole space force subline. Exactly. They got. Uh, they got Robo Joe. Star Brigade. <laughs> yes. Robo Joe. I had the Destro from that series. You know, when I was like fourteen. Anyway, so, uh, you know, Starscream was in Dark Man. He says, that, well, you know, I, I managed to bravely defeat them. And it turns out he actually just, like, pressed a button that fired a gun that just, that killed them. Yes, apparently. All it was screen. a very, it's a very cute little sequence because it's, like, not fully animated. No, it's, it's sort of. No, it's still paintings. It's like semi-motion. Yeah. on Starscream's face is delightful. Yes. R.I.P. <laughs> Dark Steel and Skylinks, we hardly knew ye. So they're dead. Yeah, yes. it's very... So they're dead. He, they he, have been killed off screen. Yes, he just eliminated two-thirds of I the mean, entire Predacons I mean, I guess technically species. it's on screen. Yes. Well, yeah. they go from Predacons to Dedacons. <laughs> Starscream is at the beginning of an alien sequel. If, if, Star, if Starscream was Arnold Schwarzenegger, he would say, You are fossilized. <laughs> no. Welcome to Extinction. Because they always like starting alien movies by pointing out how everyone who survived the last movie except Ripley is now dead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And sometimes yeah. Ripley, too. Um, so anyway, anyway so, so this he, leads to him finding Star, or Shockwave's lab. Yes. Too many S names for that. And he had uh, seven these seven weaponized minicons just in a bunch of tubes. Hmm. And it seems that... No, uh, that some of them had like... It was pretty messed up, man. They had, like, limbs missing and stuff. I assume those were the ones that were... Those were the failed experiments. These ones are the successful ones. Oh. Also, he he says that they were 
they were uh, taken and experimented on in their youth, which once again, like, I feel like we never see adult mini cons. <laughs> well, I think the ones here are adults, like uh, like that Steve Bloom bird guy is just, hey, it's me, yeah, Steve Bloom. The bird very much sounds like he's I'm in a his very 50s. small bird. Yes. That's fair. Whereas a lot of the other ones kind of have like weird little kid voices. Yeah, it, it often feels like minicons are sort of a shorthand for child Cybertronians, even though there's no way in which that makes sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't, so. I, mean I don't think that the you know um, the Drift minicons are ever going to grow up into full size Transformers. Right, but they may grow up into responsible members of society. Yes. Hmm. So anyway, it turns out that mini if you mini cons, it turns out that if you put them. if you put all these mini cons, yeah, if you put all these mini cons on the Infinity Gauntlet and use them all at the same time, <laughs> uh, you get ultimate power. Well, yeah, no, no, it, it's definitely, totally not the Infinity Gems. There's seven of them, not six. This is true. Although, although, uh, you know, and you just attach them directly to you. You don't have to put them on some other sort of accessory. Although, if you uh, going by the uh, uh, Avengers Ultraverse crossover of the mid '90s, there is a seventh Infinity Gem. Of course, the Nemesis Gem. Uh, what color is it? Indigo. I, I think it was indigo. Aha. That sounds stupid. The it, 90s were stupid, I mean, it, and I regret living in them. I mean, it involved the Ultraverse, so it was pretty stupid. I, of all the yeah. weird rewrites and recontextualizations that comic books have done, especially recently, adding a seventh Infinity Gem isn't the worst. Now, if there were, like, seven more anti-Infinity Gems, that would be dumb as fuck. <laughs> well, well, there was also something that showed up in the... Uh, um, in the in a Howard the Duck comic, the abundant glove. That's Howard the Duck. That's fine. Oh. That, and, that's brand Ech. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the Autobots are splitting up to look for the uh, these these cons and indeed, Sideswipe and Strongarm do find Triceratops and Lancelon, and somehow do not just have like carbon rods held in their hands or rocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like tying their fists shut, like just you'd you'd think you would think they would learn, but no, no, these two don't learn. No, so indeed they get uh, they get mind controlled. Grimlock finds them. He get quickly gets beaten up by the Minicons well, and his teammates. First, yes, are we all friends now? No, we're not friends. <laughs> Even though he's, he's kind of got like a love hate yeah. thing going on with Triceratops because of Dino powers. Aww. His tiny dino friend. But then finally Optimus Prime gets there, and you know, everybody knows Optimus Prime. So he's all, eh, maybe we should uh, g- give this a shot. See what's up. So, so back on... We've heard of you. You had a, you had a show named after you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we cut back to Starscream ship. I did forget to mention that at one point Starscream mentioned worse the Midcons as clever little toasters. <laughs> Yes. And also, he's having a little trouble with his Dark Star Saber as he is not 100% worthy. No. Like, he can so lift it, but not 100%. Like not evil? Does that just mean he's, like, not evil enough? This is possible. I mean, I think it, it's a... Like, it's what, patterned what's up required this, to be worthy? I think maybe you at least have... You just have to be, like... Maybe evil. I don't know about evil. I don't know. I mean, this should be like a because he's 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 pretty evil in this. You know, he's trying to yeah, enslave well, these tiny little guys. Wasn't wasn't Megatron drinking straight dark energon before he got the sword? This is true. And he also <laughs> cut off a guy's arm and grafted it to himself. <laughs> Wait, was was it a guy or was it Solus Prime? Well, no, because Solus Prime's a lady. lady. No, it was. I think it was right. supposed to be like the a, a bad guy Prime. I vaguely remember, like a like the Legion Maximo the Sentinel Prime. No, I could I could have sworn it was Solus's arm. I mean, it, it, we definitely, I definitely def, definitely remember if it was a lady arm. I I think it was because I think he needed it to forge 
the sword. Or no, no, he, he needed it. To, I, he needed it to, for, and only a prime can use the forge of Solus Prime, but not specifically Solus Prime. Uh, oh, so it was I, not. So, and also, I like, think it was probably Sentinel. You may have a Sentinel Prime, but definitely not. Otherwise, I would have definitely made more references to the movie All of Me. <laughs> Anyway, so the, the Minicons make a little Minicon tower, because they're trapped by a force field, but instead they decide to go through the ceiling and over the force field. It's very resourceful of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So we, we cut back to uh, cut back to these Minicons who are explaining that, you know, we, we were... Uh, found by Starscream, and we didn't want to serve him, so we escaped with the scavengers. And unfortunately, if we'd known they were going to Earth, we would have said no. Because Earth is the second most common destination for Cybertronians. Yeah. God dang No, I, the wiki doesn't say which prime. Fuck. I could have... Mm. I, I guess I just assumed because he needed to use the Forge of Solus Prime. Uh, they specifically so. mentioned that it was a Prime, but I don't. Yeah. I think it could have been any Prime because Optimus Prime could use it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I guess I thought the co- that was Solus Prime's color scheme. Uh, and so, and so we're you know we're explaining power linking and such, and uh, so, you know. Stratum did feel a surge when Sawtooth linked to her, but not a full surge. So, and you need to have, like, trust and acceptance between both Minicon and uh, Big Transformer. I was just having flashbacks to the time at, at BotCon in, like, 2003, where I got drunk and was trying to explain to, I think, Doug Lynn how hard it is to write Armada fanfic that doesn't come off as super gay. Yeah. (laughs) Because we are absolutely at, like, Armada mini-cons here. And I I am here for this. Uh, But yes, consent is very important. Uh, and the the more enthusiastic that consent is, the more powerful your your surge is going to be. So it's it's really it's wow yeah I love it. <laughs> oh, what where is it that Triceratops laments that they had to arrive on Earth, the second most popular Transformers tourist spot in the entire universe? That's here. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I like that they called that out in the dialogue. Yes. It's like, well, if it's not on Cybertron, it's fucking on Earth. Of course. It's on Earth. They gotta, they gotta go to Earth. Everything's on Earth. Why? I don't know. Unicron, apparently. Cybertron's recycling bin. <laughs> yes. There's just this, like, cosmic-like magnetic pole <laughs> between them. You throw something into space on Cybertron, and once it leaves orbit, it's just drawn to Earth. At least for this continuity, it makes sense, but it happens in pretty much every continuity. Like, at least this one's like, oh, Primus at one end, a Unicron at the other. Okay. I'll give you that one. So, yes, this, this season, especially the last couple episodes, have been about uh, how you should not punch down. Uh, because Sideswipe is still, in fact, canceled. Uh, and also, consent is extremely important. So, I'm, I'm enjoying this season. <clears throat> These are very important lessons. Yeah. yeah so, Prime and uh, Arrowbolt briefly try to power link, and Prime briefly goes Super Saiyan. Yes. New shiny <laughs> armor that presume I'm guessing there was a toy that had probably this. something similar remember. to it. At least there were so many primes in this. Probably something that like never actually got released. It was released in like Europe. Oh yeah, maybe it might have been a tail end toy that never showed up. Or, no, there's another season, so that should. Yeah, be no. Happen. Well, this wasn't a toy tail ender, but some of the like all these weaponized minicons were poorly distributed. Yeah, I was looking that up. So yeah, the uh But he gets it, wings, which he, is very cool. Yes, it doesn't quite work and he obviously he does have experience flying. 
He's, it's happened a couple of times, but not this time. Oh, yeah. When it's he, true. It has. When he was the flying brick. Yes. <laughs> Great. He was the least aerodynamic flying prime ever. It's just yeah, I, it, it is amazing how he looked less the able to fly than Cybertron Optimus Prime. Okay. He looked about as ready to fly, fly as Grandis. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> the chonkiest Optimus. Oh, Which man. is an okay Grandis? look for Optimus, it's like, but not as a flying Optimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not so much. Not as a flying anything. So, uh, so yeah. So so they decide that you know they're they're going to team up and they're going to find these uh, you know they're going to find these Autobots and or sorry they're going to find these Minicons and Bumblebee and you know the Autobots are going to help them. But uh, Triceratops, he's not having it. Nope, hmm. he. And it comes off as very, like, he's having feelings and he's not sure about them or comfortable with them. <laughs> Which, it's like, I don't know what I felt. Well, to me, it was just coming off as like, oh, he's the Raphael. Yeah. Nope, he's definitely having feelings that he's not sure about or comfortable with. Well, that's Raphael. <laughs> I guess. That's fair. <laughs> and stay tuned for... Triceratops wandering the streets of uh, late 80s New York in a trench coat. <laughs> Even though he is quadrupedal. <laughs> He's a Triceratops. If any any Dinobot is going to be sympathetic with a turtle who wields a three-pointed sigh, it's a Triceratops. That's fair. Well, this is true. <laughs> it's a piercing weapon. Yeah. yeah. Although he's just a gun. What if Raphael was a gun? I mean, he seems like the most likely <laughs> Autobot, or most likely Ninja Turtle, to be a gun. Yes, yes. Wait. Maybe not to use a gun, because Donatello would build well, a gun. I'm not thinking like a, like a laser gun or anything. I'm just talking like an actual gun. Like a, a revolver. Yes. Kept in the pocket of his trench coat. Yes. <laughs> Where you put it. Anyway, and now I just like the idea of a little tiny robotic triceratops in a trench coat. <laughs> yes. I love him. He's my favorite now. He's having feelings, oh, I, and he doesn't want to deal he, with it. He is orange like the um, triceratops? Oh, yes, is yes. Is that what the, they were called? Yeah. Oh, the alien triceratops, guys. But they are at least... You I know, guess orange is just a really bipedal. common Triceratops color for some reason. Yeah, isn't that kind of the color of the Triceratops from uh, Land Before Time, too? Yeah, it's sort of like well, a faded... He's like an orangish. Orange. Yeah. Huh. Wonder why, I wonder why that... Be, well... Yeah, why the fuck did that become a thing? I feel that a, tra- that a Triceratops... Or that a Tyrannosaurus is often green. So you get a yeah, good but, contrast yes. there. It's either green or maybe red. Except for our purple favorite, but... Yes. Usually green. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, Jetstorm is now on the bridge. He's trying to uh, get things going, but and so Bumblebee has to sort of keep uh, keep Starscream monologuing so that he doesn't get noticed. Yes. Which was just giving me flashbacks to that one Batman Beyond movie. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, t- taunt the Joker. Make him laugh. <laughs> And then he doesn't. Oh man, this is such a great bit. And, hmm. and of course, Starscream is really obsessed with getting revenge on Megatron. Yes, everybody's talking about Megatron in this series, but he never actually turns up. No, no which is good, I guess. It's the specter of him hovering over everything else. Mm-hmm. The the ominous shark toothed shadow of Megatron is more interesting than Megatron is a lot of the time anyway. I mean Megatron takes up a lot of oxygen, as we see whenever Prime shows up on the show. Yes. Yeah, so Starscream being obsessed with him is great and, and Bumblebee is will freedling at him delightfully. Yes. Yes. Just distracting him. Starscream is so easy to manipulate. That's the great thing about him. It's you, you need to beat him. All you have to do is just, like, play to his insecurities or 
I mean, that's really what he's doing here is just <laughs> picking on him. And he will absolutely not be the bigger man. He yes. is going to absolutely fall into your trap. Yeah, yes, but this Starscream has learned from his past mistakes. He just can't entirely break his personality if you keep annoying him. Yes. Like, eventually he is going to fall back into his old ways, but he's trying not to. It's great. So, meanwhile, uh, rem- remember the uh, scavengers? They're back. Yes. Yay! And they've also found a bunch of weird crap that Transformers have left here in the past. (laughs) I wonder if any of these commit war crimes. I mean, there's like a thing that shoots like crazy energy buzz saws that make things explode. There's there's like a force field thing. That pretty bad. The Uh, force field bubbler that the lobster has, of course. There's a big net thing. And then, um... Sadly, none of them scramble your brain. And then Scattershot yeah, apparently... Like world-destroying. And Scattershot, or, uh, uh, Scatter Spike apparently just has knives, and she's just gonna stab Sideswipe. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's fair. Well, the, the, the crab also has a knife. Crab with a knife again! Yes! Knife crab. Hmm. It's like one of those, uh, those killer crabs, uh, paperback covers. Where the, the crab has like yes. a ceremonial sacrificial knife. <laughs> yes. All worship the crab. Uh, a, a, a Guy N. Smith classic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the scavengers obviously want these minicons back. And so, you know, there's a big fight. This fight is uh, very, I think this is a very well directed fight. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Especially, I like oh, that yeah. Paralon gets smacked around a lot and his tail sort of wiggles around in a aesthetically pleasing fashion. <laughs> in a satisfying manner. Mm. But of course the Minicons assist the Autobots by power linking with them, and that provides enough of a surge that Bumble that uh Starscream is now able to track them. Yeah, because he's had trouble trying to find him, he was triangulating all kinds of nonsense, but when they power like, hey, there's a spike I can find. I, I appreciate Ding 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 I appreciate how this miniseries really um, keeps it, it's juggling a lot of balls, but it uh, keeps uh, keeps them in the air. Yeah. yeah, like you you've got basically four disparate factions of guys mm-hmm. because you've got the Autobots, you've got the Scavengers, you've got the Minicons, and you've got Starscream's uh, gang of mercenaries. Yeah, and they all sort of want different things. And they all sort of keep them separate without them sort of just jumbling into a big fight. Hmm. Yeah. It definitely, it, it's like I said, it's a pretty good tight season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get like all over its, all over the place. What the heck? Like, I, I was just aimlessly clicking Discord in the background and literally that cover of the crab books we were talking about just showed up in another Discord. Ha. Huh. What the hell? Crabitalism? Like, crabs, the human sacrifice. The the, the crab with the little dagger. Crabitalism. Crabitalism. All will become crab. And so, most of the, sca- <laughs> most of the scavengers do indeed get their asses kicked, up to the point when Claw Trap uses this big net cannon, uh, nets up the Autobots... And, but before he can shoot a net at the Minicons, Starscream ship comes and just beams him up. And, uh, yeah, so Starscream course... Well, beams most beams of them Beams six of them up. Yeah. He's got, he, he did not quite collect them all. Almost. And that is where the episode ends. He's got one missing from his collection. That's right. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I this it really sort of puts the pieces together. It gives us a little Transformers Prime history, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nice to call I like back when to they, it. I like when they acknowledge the continuity there. Uh, I I like Sarah shot a lot, being like he's going to be a loner, and also again he is Robbie Wrist. Uh, he is Wiz from Kid Video, so I am already positively inclined towards him. But then he's also making character decisions that I enjoy. 
Yeah, he he's given the most to do. He's Robbie Wrist, and he's a cool Triceratops. Like he is the best little mini god. He's the best boy. He's he's got all the stuff going on. He's the best baby. Shark's got a little bit going on. The bird is your basic splinter of the group. Yes. That's nice. Also, the toy was unreleased in the U.S. and saw release in various European and Asian markets. So, R.I.P. me. Yeah, trying to get one of those. (laughs) Alas. Shoot, I had a thought. Where to go? Boop. Uh, Yeah, this, this is good. It, it's exciting. I wish there was more of this little season. Nah. But I, I guess the fact yeah. that it's really short makes it the best yes. of this show. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a real good little oh, oh. arc. It's a good story arc. Yeah. I remember the other thing. I love painted flashbacks. <laughs> like, yes. it, it's, it's one of those things I love in Sentai so much. About like, oh, here's shit that happened on on a planet centuries ago where the bad guys destroyed it and it's all painted or at least an old Sentai it was. But it's like, oh, using it here, it's so good. However, it does make me sad when characters are disposed of in painted flashbacks. Yes. R.I.P. Those two Predacons. Killing them off screen does kind of suck, but where else are you going to use them? I don't know. Fanfic? <laughs> and, and it's not like they had... No, well, I guess they only live in fanfic because they didn't have much to do in the movie miniseries thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, Pretty King has some friends. All right. So He I'm, has a posse. Oh, no, he doesn't have friends anymore. Pretty King has a posse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my posse. They're dead. R.I.P. Alright, so that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, time for another digression with this week on Gose Sentai Die Ranger! A straight line to Mommy? Uh oh. Mommy? Yeah, it's about Ko's mom again. Kind of. And Ko has apparently been sleeping in a cave. Sure. Except when he comes out to be the White Ranger, he spends his entire episode napping in a cave. Anyway, previously on Die Ranger, because plot is happening, there was a previously on. Uh, oh, the Button Kid is wandering around, and he has a new robot minion thing, which is like the coolest suit in the entire show. Uh, oh, what the fuck was it even called? In the subtitles, it's called Thunderbolt, but in... The actual name is... What the fuck is the name? Something in Japanese. Anyway, uh... Ikazuchi, is that what it is? Robot. Wanna find it, it looks cool. What, it's named after a warship, I guess? What the... Oh, fuck. (laughs) Japan. Japan? It looks awesome. And it's used multiple times in Power Rangers because I think eventually they repainted it green mm-hmm. when it was originally blue and used it as a different monster or something. Hey, some random kids are wandering around, wander into an old disused temple, find a button kid yelling at Ko's mom, go to report it. Bad guys chase after them. They run into the Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger runs back to the temple to try and get Ko's mom. They have a fight. Fighting ensues. Triangle wins. Triangle man wins. Triangle man. Yes. The other rangers show up. Um, How does it go? Oh, yeah. The the new giant Thunderbolt Ikazuchi monster grows to giant size. And then the Red Ranger has to get in his Zord and go fight it. Which, hey, we didn't have a Zord fight last episode. (laughs) Turns out this episode we get two. So they're having a fight and the monster, the giant robot monster releases rainbow colored lighting, which hits the Rangers and the Red Dragon Zord and wakes up Ko somehow. And he comes out 
And then, of course, it wakes up Serpentera, too. It's like, oh, hey! Yay, Serpentera! Somebody's fighting on the Earth. I must go kick some ass. Time for Serpentera. <laughs> yeah. But when Ko, the White Ranger, comes out, he turns transforms into White Ranger, summons his Zord, and starts fighting the Red Dragon Zord. <gasps> so we have Ranger fight because, I guess, he was napping and sleep-deprived and is now... Evil? Well, there's the whole thing where his birthday's coming up, and if he doesn't meet his mommy before his birthday, he's going to be turned into an evil Gorma kid. Because reasons? Okay. Because he's half Gorma or something? That's Because uh, of reasons. A- another, well, it has to happen for the plot to happen thing. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the giant Cyclops robot monster goes away. Uh, red and white fight. There's an ending to that fight, I guess, because Serpentera shows up, and everybody's like, no. But then Serpentera also takes a nap, while Ko's back in the cave taking a nap. Just Serpentera standing in town with his eyes closed. Okay, fine. I guess I'll come help. Whatever. Oh, I I keep not mentioning it because it happens almost every episode. When there's a giant robot fight or lots of fighting... A knockoff of the Star Wars Imperial March plays. <laughs> I mean, I have mentioned this since the beginning of talking about this show, but nice. it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not exactly, but it starts exactly like the Imperial March and just sort of wanders off. <laughs> Granted, this is from... Gets distracted and goes somewhere else. No, um, now, oh, this is from 93. I forgot it was that one. Yeah. It's 93, so it's well after Star Wars was a thing. Maybe it was so, maybe it was so long after they figured it. Eh, no, we don't remember this. It's not like they're yes. going to come up with any more of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Star Wars is over. That's right. Uh, oh, um, meanwhile, the evil emperor of the Gorma is in his floating upside down pyramid castle, knitting a sweater for Button Kid. Okay. Oh. Cause he's a nutball. And, and, well, Button Kid's also in charge of Ko's mom. He's trying to make sure that Ko stays away from Ko's mom. But then the Cenobites, including his dad, show up to say, why don't you just kill Ko's mom so Ko will definitely turn into an evil Gorma and join us? But but then Button Kid's like, no, I must. the mother must see him turn evil so I can have my complete revenge. And his dad's like, fuck you, I'm going to talk to the Emperor who's knitting you a sweater. And I'm going to pull rank. And it's like, okay... <laughs> I've been got gotten permission from the Emperor to go kill this lady, and if you stop me from doing that, I'll kill you too. But the fighting ensues, so that uh his dad Shadam goes runs off to go find the mom, while the other two Sentinites fight the, the monster of the week robot who's awesome, who's actually spoiler, he's gonna be a monster of two multiple things. Um because he's really fuck he's like one of my favorite monster designs. Ever, it's awesome, spiky, giant pinchers and one eye and big spikes on the shoulders. Oh, it's really cool. You got one eye. Anyway, and, and then the rangers show up, so it's an all-out free-for-all outside of fighting. Yeah, and, and then the monster grows big again, and the red ranger has to fight it. But meanwhile, Shadam, his son Button Kid, and Ko's mom are all in the same place at the same time and they know each other however the rangers come the rangers come in before they explain the plot the rangers interrupt the plot of why why does the main bad guy know ko's mom oh is this ko's dad is his button kid his half brother i don't know it feels like it's going there but the rangers interrupted it before we found out okay now you still don't know. And then Serpentera shows up again. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Like the, the the Rangers were a hindrance to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to find out what was going on with the bad guy soap opera. No, robots have to fight now. It's time for robots to fight. Well, they are fighting. The robots are fighting. We do get two robot fights in this episode, despite there not being any last episode. Oh, so many. They gotta make up for it. It was a it was a fun little episode. There's a quota they have to meet. Yeah, but they have to meet it for the series. 
So you can have two and one to make up for not having any in a, in a different one. Yeah. All right. So that does it for us for this week. We will be back next week with more Robots in Disguise with the conclusion of this mini-series. But until then, you can find us all over there. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. For the month of July, uh, it's finally on streaming, so that means it's time to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So if you want to read about our multiversing and our madness... Uh, that is for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you can join in on our Patreon episodes. Uh, we definitely always have a lot to say about MCU movies. Uh, I think we did a good job of not doing a three-hour episode this time. So yes. uh, good job, us. Not quite. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it was a fun, it's a fun movie. It's fun to talk about. Uh, Sam Raimi is definitely like an entire thing. Uh, so yeah, that is our Patreon. All I have right. so many kittens on my keyboard right now, guys. So many. All right, we'll be back next week with a tie-in to uh, Thor Love and Thunder because we are all worthy. Oh, yeah. <gasps> wait, Thor's Thor out now? Not yet. Okay. Soon. Yes. Not a recording, not yet. Okay. But until then, Soon. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm Diddy. Can you hear me? We heard you Can for you a second. Okay. There. You're kind of quiet. Uh, wait a second. Oh no, now you're better. Now I'm better. Okay. Yes, I think you're good. I don't know. I think one of the kittens like accidentally wiggled my USB cord. Oh dear. But I had a brief break in recording there but it's now continuing so hopefully that doesn't cause any problems you may have to sync mine separately at that point or something i'm yeah, sorry yeah, fine. i have to do that sometimes sometimes we get desynced and i don't know why yeah. like somebody's lagging and i'm not sure which one of us it is because it seems to change because computers okay because canadian sorry. internet everyone is settling down now I Taffy is meowing at the door. I should probably let her in. Okay. But go ahead. I can I can hear you properly now because also okay. I couldn't hear you guys properly during that. So. Oh. Okay. All right. So